Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the seventh day of February. We conclude the second chapter of the book of Mark in our journey through Mark's gospel today. We are in the last two lines of a story in which Jesus' disciples are plucking grains of corn on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees find fault with that, questioning why they're doing that on the Sabbath. I want to re- rehash what we did yesterday, but go back and take a look at what Jesus says. He quotes a story from 1 Samuel 21 about David. And then there's the concluding argument that I quoted a little bit of yesterday, but I wanted to save it for today because I think it's worth its own podcast to really try and land on what the Sabbath meant to Jesus and subsequently what it should mean to us because we're followers of Jesus. Jesus says to them in verses 27 and 28, and these are the last two verses of Mark 2, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Now, in relation to the contextual story that he just told about David, it's more important that David survive on his run from Saul. And if the showbread gives him and his men the strength to do that, that's more important than the honoring of the code that says the showbread's only for the Levites. So, technically... David broke the law. But this is the very important distinction, as far as I'm concerned, between right and wrong and good and evil. It would have been, it was wrong, according to the law, the Mosaic law, it was wrong for David to eat the shoe bread because he was not a priest. And he was not functioning in the services of the priesthood. But it was good for David to eat the showbread. Because it provided sustenance for David and his men in a moment when they needed it. So what is right is not necessarily, in this case, what is good. It was wrong for him to eat it, but according to Jesus' argument, it would have been evil for him to have not taken care of himself and his men. Therefore, the Sabbath, Jesus says, was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. So the day of the Sabbath was given so that man could be refreshed. It was not given as a day that man had to honor for the sole purpose of God taking a day away from you. In fact, the Sabbath day is a concept that predates the law. When God rests on the seventh day, they a Sabbath is instituted. When Israel is coming out of the land of Egypt and journeying through the wilderness, they observe Sabbath. And in case we've forgotten that, we really get it starkly brought out to us in the book of Exodus when the manna falls. And God says the manna is going to fall for six days. On the sixth day, twice as much manna will fall. Collect all that you need because On the seventh day, no manna will fall because this is a Sabbath day. This is a day of rest. You shouldn't have to go outside and pick up the manna on that day. So get all you need on Saturday. Some didn't do it. They went outside. There was no manna because God wasn't going to rain down on that one day. Now, we're not even to Sinai. So the whole injunction of uh, the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, it doesn't even exist yet. And yet here's God not dropping manna on a Sabbath day so that Israel has a day of rest, which tells me that it's not, 
it's not something that the law comes up with as a restriction to pull away to pull a day away from man it's something codified in the law that was deep in the core of God's heart my people need a rest that if you push the pedal to the metal for seven whole days it's too much and so the the day of rest it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be a calendar day of rest anymore because of verse 28. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So when we're in Christ, we are in the one who is the Lord over the day of rest. This is why I say Christ has become the Sabbath. We find our rest in Jesus. I do think it is absolutely beneficial for you to have physical rest. A physical day of rest. Let's be honest. In some cases, you need more than one day of rest. But to set your life in order, it is necessary to find space for quiet. Find space for nothing else to invade it. Some of you found this to be the case day to day. You need five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes where you just sit and breathe. And close your eyes and push the world out and lay your phone down and don't talk to your kids and leave your spouse alone and don't watch TV and don't listen to music. You just take a deep breath and you let life happen and you get rejuvenated. You can't, you don't live there every second, but you go in there. In Christ, we get to have that rest from our own labors. The book of Hebrews will. Work on that in Hebrews 4, where it says, If any man enters into God's rest, he ceases from his own labors in the way that God ceased from his labors as well. Let me bring out one more thing. That interesting phrase at the end of verse 28 that's, that, that popped up a little earlier, uh, back in our Mark 2 paralytic man story, Jesus said, The Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And I told you that phrase, Son of Man, or I don't know if I told you or not, I should have. That phrase, Son of Man, is a reference back to Daniel's prophecy that there would be one who would be the Son of Man who would come. That was a messianic title. Jesus takes it for himself. He says it in 28, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, and this is a declaration of his own authority. He, being the Son of Man, would be the one that brings blessing. And in this case, he's the mediator of the Old Testament law concerning the Sabbath. So, if you're in him, you're in the mediator of Sabbath. This is why when people say you should observe a Sabbath day, okay, fine, observe one. But you're under no obligation to a calendar day as a Christian as your Sabbath because Christ is the mediator of your Sabbath. And that's against the tradition of men in this text. I mean, But what had happened is the tradition of men had taken what was supposed to be a life-giving fourth commandment, which is, take a deep breath, and they had sucked the life out of it. And that day had become a burden. And once Sabbath becomes a burden, then it's no longer anything to look forward to. If he's Lord of the Sabbath, and the Sabbath predates Moses all all the way back to creation, he's also saying, I'm Lord of creation. And the arguments from the religious world against Jesus of that day are beginning to stack up. We move into the third chapter, another Sabbath miracle, tomorrow. See you then. God bless.